Hello and welcome to <laughs> Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me as always is... It's me, Matt. I'm here too. Present. Oh, yep. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess right now we're, we're, we're maybe starting the just shooting the shit catch up episode. Yeah, I've been chatting um, for like 20 minutes like we normally do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, but... I don't know. Anyway. What have you been up uh, to, Dexter? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I just started my writing class two weeks ago. Uh, we're on the second week. Um, it's very interesting. Um, the first week was just like a, you know, get acclimated week. So they're, uh, I'm trying to think if I technically learned anything. I'm not sure. I don't think so. But um, I it was kind of, oh, it was uh, kind of just about genre. So, like, I had to read an article about, like, what is fiction, specifically science fiction and fantasy? Um, and I found out that there's just like a ton of subgenres, even, which is interesting, I guess. Um, I don't know how important they are. From what I understand, if you're self-publishing, it's kind of important because you need to be able to tell people like specific, like especially on Kickstarter, like this is this type of story. Like you can't just say fantasy or sci-fi, I guess. I don't know. Um but then this last week, it's we've been I've been learning about character development, um, which was really interesting because like it's basically I, I'm having to write um, 125 words for like three different like ways of exploring a character. So like one is just character dialogue, uh, one is a uh, character thinking, one is character doing actions, and then one is I forget like a character interacting with somebody else. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to, I mean, without even actually writing a story, like I have a concept of a story that I came up with last week. Um, and then I'm kind of pursuing that. Uh, so it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, but other than that, I'm trying to think, um, Oh, we got a switch for Christmas. So we've been playing, we played, a, uh, I got, um, animal crossing, uh i've never I, like i never knew too much about it i just know that like people build houses in it or like you're on an island and you just kind of like build build stuff. your own cult yeah well i didn't realize that like yeah goofy animals are living there with you and they talk funny and uh you yeah it, it, <laughs> building your own cult is an interesting way to put it because that is kind of what it is it's like a commune you're building um but it, it basically what I discovered is it's just uh, the Sims for kids or yes. adults who want to play like a more cartoony version of the Sims. Um, but it was interesting. And um, uh, my daughter was really getting into it, which is funny because there's a lot of reading and she's five and she can't read. So basically I have to sit there and like read everything for her and tell her what's going on. And then she just runs around and collects like oranges and sticks right now. Um but it was interesting. I, uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'd like to play it more, I guess. Like, it, it just it seems like a nice, like, game that to not have to think too hard, I suppose. And it's just easy to pick up. But otherwise, no, we've been playing a lot of Mario Kart. That was the game we bought with it. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, and a Yoshi. Uh, Yoshi's not a Yoshi's Island. It was like Yoshi's. Uh, man, like, uh, it, everything's like craft yoshi's crafting or i don't know made of yarn yeah i know what you're talking about yeah yeah it it was surprisingly fun and kind of cute uh beckett was really into it but he's never played any other yoshi game this is like his first yoshi game i was trying to get him to play yoshi's island because we have the subscription for the super nintendo uh games 
Yeah, well, uh, we. my problem was is I tried to get him to play the original Mario Kart, just like, hey, this is what I first played, uh, and it was impossible for him. Um, and I think it's because like, we played the new, the Mario Kart Deluxe 8, I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. the, the, just the newest Mario Kart, um, and it has like a built-in like auto gas, and you tilt the controller to steer. Um, so he was just sitting there, he's just like, nothing's happening. He's like, well, yeah, you have to hit, you have to hit the button. He's like, which button? I, I don't know. Just the go button. And you have to use the joystick to steer. And he's like, I don't like this game. He's <laughs> like, oh, man. And it's funny because, like, I can't play the the new one I like without turning off those m- modes. Like, I have to play with where I'm mashing a button and using the joystick. I can't play the other way. I don't like motion controls myself. Yeah. Um, but then it's interesting, too, because, like, um, my wife prefers the motion control or the at least the auto gas. Uh, cause she hate like her thumb gets like, it starts to hurt basically eventually like from just holding the button down. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like you get more control over it. Like, cause then it's easier to use the brake and stuff like that. But I don't know. Um, it just sounds like nobody else wants to get first place is all I know. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke, but, uh, no, I cleaned out my office. You were here last week. Yep. Um, we watched a movie, which we'll have a, another episode about, or maybe it's already out. I don't know yet. Um, and so, yeah, with my class, I yeah, I, had to, I got to clean out my office. I'm probably going to be using it again. Because for a while there, my office turned into the crap room, um, and so I wasn't even able to use it. And so I had to log out my mic to the family room and just sit on the couch, um, which is why a couple of episodes ago you heard me typing at the beginning of the episode because, like, I had the mic on the same table as the computer. Oh, did you leave that in? What do you mean? You typing? Because I know I interrupted you and said, Dexter, I can hear you typing. You ty- and, you Well, you uh, typed it at me, and I, I, had a, I had an awkward pause. It was fine. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, was, you could hear me type. I left the me typing noise, and that's why it was there, I guess, for all those wondering. Um, it was fine. Um, I didn't think it was too strange. Um, but no, I'm trying to think like what else, uh, I mean, I've been kind of focused on this class and trying to get some writing done. Um, in general, uh, I don't know. I got a promotion at work. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah. I'm a, so I'm a front end developer. Um, but now I'm a front end developer and design strategist, uh, which just basically means I get to make simple websites without it going through the actual designer on staff. So, like, if there's just a website that a company wants and they don't want to spend too much money, I just get to design it as I build it. I, th- I think that's what that means. It also just kind of means that, like, I'm in charge of, um, like, the more designy aspect, I guess, of the front end development, like the animations that happen. Um, on websites and so then like my coworker, who who is my my peer he got also promoted but he's more i don't know what his title exactly is but he's more focusing on javascript and like making things like slideshows making them work whereas then it's my job to potentially make them work nicely or to look nice i guess so it's just kind of interesting that to get back into like the more design aspect of my job which i haven't done in years uh, I but i mean was, what i'm sorry go ahead well, I mean, I've always been kind of doing it, and I think they just kind of realized, like, oh, like, Dexter's the guy, you know, or it was funny, because, like, they'd always come to me, like, uh, if they wanted a website to be more, because I build websites, uh, to be more just interesting, or, like, if, um, 
No, if they just wanted like nice animations for some reason or another, like if it wasn't a bank, basically. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just kind of nice. It's a uh, it's the first promotion, I believe, I feel like I've ever earned. So that's kind of nice. But because um, I otherwise, you know, I just swap jobs or something to get a better job <laughs> before, um, which I don't know. We've talked. Have we talked about that before? Like how you've never changed jobs? I've know. had the same job for 12 and a half going on 13 years. I've yeah. had like I've had three jobs my whole life. Yeah, yeah, At which 38, which is funny because like I always wanted to be that way, but I don't know. You have well, you have a degree. I don't. I have a very that's basic job. Yeah, I mean, the, I have a job that's is, not anything glorious. It's not in depth. It's not anything yeah. special. I am one out of 60, 70 people under uh, in my same position at where I work. It's uh, yeah. it, it's uh <laughs> It's it's nothing special. I'm I'm a cog sure. in a eighty billion dollar company. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, what was? I guess my point was just like I mean I don't even do what my degree is necessarily. Although now I, I guess I have a design degree, so I'm getting back into it. I suppose. Um, Can I ask that? you a couple things about it? Oh sure, man. So I meant to ask you this a while back, but I just spaced it out. Mm-hmm. Like at at my job, there are different levels up to like get to manager and stuff like that. There's different things that you can do and things. Obviously, yeah. like I said, my job is pretty generic. It's nothing mm-hmm. special. I I stock pop for a living. I have been for a third of my life. Uh, I literally just run deliveries. It's nothing glamorous or special, but. Uh, at say your job, I always wondered if if what, what like you got a promotion everything, but I always like kind of wonder where what are like the, the steps at your job? Is there like a chance for you to get like a manager position at no, a job like you have? Not really. Supervisor, like, I should say. Yeah. the The problem with like my job is yours is a small company too per se. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a small company because oh, I've only ever worked at small companies. Um, yeah. Uh, which is funny because like I've always kind of wondered about working at like trying to work at a larger company, but then like I see Amazon laid a ton of people off. Downsizing uh, and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, and not even to mention Twitter, whatever's going on there. Um, and even uh, Principal did the big company downtown here, which is insurance. Uh, they Nationwide laid a ton- did a year ago too. Yeah. So it's just like. It's always funny, too, like, because when I first started getting these jobs at smaller companies, like, uh, older people in my life were just like, are you sure? Like, maybe you should get a more stable, uh, you know, big company job. And it's just like, I don't know, maybe I'll see how this goes and it'll, it'll be a stepping ladder or, you know, like a ladder sort of situation. And if I ever need to, I can always pivot, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always just felt like these smaller companies are just better. I mean, I guess the biggest thing I worked at um, Drake University briefly, which that's different because it's a nonprofit technically. And so it just operates a little differently. Um, But I didn't care for that at all. (laughs) That's probably the biggest place I've ever worked. Um, But the small companies I work for and I I don't know if it's a small company thing so much uh, because I think. I look at other departments and they run differently. Um, but it's just the type of work that I do where it's, uh, and it's probably a little bit of a mix between being a web developer and working for a small company where I've never felt like there's actually been room for promotion. And I kind of feel like for this one, they kind I don't know if they really created it for me. They kind of did. Like, I think they just kind of recognized what I was doing and they gave it a name. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of how I feel. But like, I, um, like the reason why I left my first 
development job is because I didn't see a path for um for promotion advancement or for advancement yeah because my boss was not that much older than me and he was not going to get promoted because his boss was not that much older than him um yeah and there was no in between like it was like it, it, it would it goes from basically it goes from junior develop or like intern if there if there happens to be an intern which i've never had an intern um, so it goes from like intern to junior developer, then to senior developer, which is also usually a manager of some sort, mm-hmm. um, and then to director, and then straight to the CEO. Like that's so, and that's a small business ladder, really. Um, and so, yeah, at both places I've ever worked for this, um, my my manager or supervisor hasn't ever been that much older than me, and so I've never viewed it as a way, you know, as any sort of advance like place for advancement unless the company just like you know doubled in size overnight expands yeah which um which i think this like the company i'm at right now that is kind of the thought is that we will be growing soon um and so they were that was the uh, that was kind of how it was explained to me is like the reason why they're giving me and my coworker a promotion is because when we do expand they want us to be in the position to have more of a leadership role mm-hmm. um, i kind of forgot about that till just now um so i think that was part of it um part of it also just to recognize the work we've been doing um so yeah and and, and yeah and so that is kind of why I, I guess in the past I've looked at I started looking at other businesses or companies is just like because it's basically trying to sidestep into a promotion, um, and and that's what I've attempted to do in the past and I, I don't know that I was I'm very happy or I have no desire to do that again basically I like I mean part of it just just because I like the company I work for um, and I have a hard time believing I'll have a better time anywhere else kind of thing, but unless we ever get to start our own business. Yeah, which I mean, I mean that's one thing we'd never talk about Dexter and I, not fantasy-wise, but we would like to start our own thing and do not exactly full-time what we're doing right now, but it would be a portion of it. Yeah. Um yeah, and we I mean yeah, we've discussed I don't I feel like we've discussed a handful of things, but really they all kind of coalesce into like one big idea. It's uh, ama- like we want to be creators. That's the biggest oh, yeah. thing. We want to be con- we want to be content creators mm-hmm. and makers and stuff like that. That's Yeah. kind of something and I never think too much about it and I was really surprised a year ago that you very much have. And, yeah, I, I've crunched some numbers, yeah. <laughs> and uh it really shocked me one day when uh you actually like I, I thought about it, but I've never thought about it in a serious way. And then I still remember one day you sent me a link to an office building for seven million dollars, and you're yeah. like, I, I think it's gone down it. in price. It's still for sale. <laughs> oh no no, oh, yeah yeah, no it is. I, I think I know which one you're talking about now. It is still for sale. I doubt it's that much now. Yeah, the but... one by uh, the one that's right by where you work right now. Oh yeah, that one's definitely gone down in price. Oh yeah, okay. So I've looked at that one, and it's still there. It seems like people are working there, but it has um. I've noticed sign. that too. <laughs> and then, uh, do you drive by it? No, but I've checked oh. it out once in a while. Oh, that's funny. I've, it's a really I've, cool. I've, checked, I've googled it a couple times or something like that, yeah. or I've seen MapQuest. And I've seen cars outside there, yeah, so they, a, it might end up just like it's for sale. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just getting leased or something like that. I think I, I'm assuming that it's what it is. It's probably somebody who has some sort of like very temporary lease and they just kind of keep renewing it until somebody buys it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's it, it used to be a video play like a, a local video 
videographer, I guess. I don't know, like um, marketing videos. It's got a and shop so, in the back. And, that's and so it's got a, a huge yeah, warehouse shoppy looking area in the back. And then in the front, it's got a handful of offices that would be great for like podcasting or offices, I guess. Office work, um, doing studio stuff, space. Yeah. Yeah. Like creating stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know if like, like, like doing podcasts, create websites, maybe uh, having yeah. a shop and building things there yeah. and stuff like that. Having That'd probably a small print farm or something like yeah. that and leasing uh, out. And then like the big thing would be to uh, rent the space out for people to come yeah, in. Yeah, have a membership. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that would be just fun. Uh, my my other the other place I looked at, which is completely unrealistic, is uh, an old grocery store over here by my house. It's still for sale. Oh, um, yeah, but in my mind, that one would be it would be half creator space and then half venue. So like having big uh, like conferences for like writing conferences or they have conference rooms inside there. Um, yeah, well you could do That's that, but like also just like splitting up the giant grocery store space. It's um, a big place too. It's it a is. big store. I was the sales rep there for Pepsi for four years. Yeah, it's a huge store. Um, it's very big. But I was just thinking, like, you could have a giant uh, conference like or a uh, convention hall, really, and like have Comic Cons there, have other cons there. Um, but then also, like, you know, it's got a kitchen, so you could uh, rent out the kitchen for like, um, you know, doing prep work for uh, food trucks and stuff like, and just people want to do like catering um there's a lot of stuff you can go do with it the problem is is like i don't have seven million dollars <laughs> for that like 50 million dollars my so. god yeah yeah that would one probably cost probably close to 20 or 30 it, plus well they don't have a price on that one when you look it up you have to call yeah I, i've I, not brought up the courage to just call them on uh, you know just like hey you know i'm just wondering <laughs> i mean even at like say that one place in west des moines that's probably hitting five or four million now it's like i want to imagine what the damn monthly payment would be on something yeah. like that on top of everything else i don't know i've had people tell me like to apply for grants or or something there's i mean That's there's probably a way yeah, to yeah. do it i don't know what it is and i just haven't had the time to look into it especially so, if you're like contributing to the community or something like that and that stuff. it will and yeah the thing is, is if we made if we made a, a creator space like that where, where it has like a, a working shop especially i would want to team up with like the local high school or something and bring in especially like underprivileged kids or something uh you know people who just do not have access to that kind of stuff um to come in and like in and find people to be mentors and stuff um like that would be a like a fun project to do because uh, because I have no degree or background uh, and my reading skills are pretty rough, I told Dexter that I would lowball very low a yearly salary and I would just sweep <laughs> the floors and clean and everything and just, be, <laughs> just to not want to turn 67 and be stocking pop. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's, oh, my, I don't want to talk about that. My <laughs> other idea is just to go to con, like, yeah make something produce something and go to cons and sell it like yeah I, i've been toying with um dice towers which would be woodworking or i i actually developed a frame i 3d printed a frame to hold um old playstation games yeah but i just don't i don't know i should do a kickstarter for that or something that'd be interesting <laughs> i need to find the old files for it though um but yeah anyway yeah, that would be really fun. So if anyone if anyone listening just happens to have a pile of cash, you know, <laughs> just just tweet at us, DM us or something. Um, the other question I had about your job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual <laughs> what, job. What um, are you talking about? Do you 
guys have to go through refresher trainings? Um, I wouldn't say we have to, but it's highly recommended. I mean, the thing too is like I'm uh for what I actually do at my job, I'm self-trained. I took a class once um like right before I actually started working. Um I I did what's called a boot camp. Um uh-huh. and then but since then, uh I don't know, I've taken I've started a handful of like free classes because they're all like, especially for web development, there's free ones. Like there's no reason to pay to learn how to do my job. Um, but, and I mean, there isn't, there isn't a reason to, I guess, but there's tons of like online resources for it. And I don't know that I've done anything too much. Um, we I do, just wasn't sure considering that web developing and like things change, uh, yeah. that everything changes so much by year basis with technology yeah. Yeah. and the tools and, to create websites and yeah. not just websites, but anything relating to computers, codings and yeah. things like that. And that, we try to stay up on it. But yeah, I just wasn't yeah. sure if it's like they give you a list and say, hey, this new system's coming and um, or or it's like, hey, there's going to be new features coming out. So we'll need you to do a couple training yeah. on it. It's well, just a website with videos I need you to watch. Yeah. And then no, nothing. Make sure that we're on top of it. Nothing that um, planned, I guess. But like okay. uh, we, we are I mean, part of the problem with new technology. Uh, and the reason why a lot of big companies are so slow to adopt is just because like you, it, it's a big pain in the butt to uh, to update a system, especially mm-hmm. for giant companies. Um, and especially for us, because like we manage I don't even know how many websites we, we manage. It's a lot. Um, and if we were to update, which we were doing this year, actually update like our, our backend system, uh, it's going to take a long time to make sure it's not going to break. Um, and if it does, like, you know, that's breaking for every single client if we update all of their websites at the same time kind of thing. And so and like uh, like I used to do a lot of email marketing. And so there's a lot of uh, headache with uh, Outlook because it doesn't render web uh, email um like html emails uh you know preferably they would look like a website you know but you have to basically code email uh the way that we used to code websites back in like the the late 90s because that's when the most popular outlook was made but the thing is is eventually people just got used to that and they're like whatever and i heard like a lot of people started complaining about uh gmail he's like because gmail doesn't allow like you can't even use google fonts which is um a free font i I just told you about this like a couple weeks ago when you and i were talking off uh, the podcast about uh, fonts, but um, it, like uh, Google fonts is a free place to get fonts. Like they, there's hundreds and hundreds of fonts on this website. Google manages it. Uh, you can use them for free on any website. So it's very popular for a lot of web developers to use. Um, and, but the thing is, is you can't use those in email. Like it, uh, Gmail just blocks it altogether. Um, and which is a big headache because like a lot of people use those fonts on their websites and they want the email to match the website, blah, 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 but you can't do it. And everyone was like so mad about it until finally I was at a conference for email and a guy, a guy up on stage is just like, everyone's mad at Gmail. But when you think about it, if they made an update to Gmail and it broke something like there are so many businesses and people who use Gmail that if it was down for even 10 minutes, can you imagine like the amount of revenue that would be lost worldwide? And and so it's just like it's just a big headache basically to ever update technology. So anyway, that long story short, um, yeah, we keep our we keep our 
are, we, we try to keep our heads up and pay attention to, you know, how technology is changing. But at the same time, like we use certain technologies, uh, they work for us. We have systems built for those technologies and those technologies still work. So like, we're not going to needlessly update our entire system for, you know, what's brand new and fun and interesting. Um, so yes and no to answer your okay. question. Okay. I understand. <laughs> it's, it's mildly complicated to think about, uh, I guess, but it's also just kind of nice. Cause then like, I can keep, I, you know, I can just kind of keep working, but at the same time, you know, maybe I'm missing out on a really brand new fancy technology, but usually if it's, gonna stick around like i'll we'll get to it and we'll get to use it but like recently we we just dropped um uh, internet explorer 9 11 internet explorer 11 we, we dropped support for and so it's funny because like now there's just a bunch of technology we're allowed to use all of a sudden and so we've been like kind of reading up on different um uh css and some job and javascript things that we weren't doing just because ie 11 didn't support it which is just funny because like it's just like who's using that and it, the answer is uh, old people. <laughs> yeah. Um, that and, and well that and corporations because like uh, large corporations developed software that runs on IE11 for some reason and they just didn't ever want to pay to update their software which is funny because like I know somebody who works at a large corporation downtown here in Des Moines uh, and when uh, Microsoft stopped supporting IE11 it forced them to upgrade their software and they were not prepared for it basically and it, it caused like a huge kind of headache for them because they've had decades to do it and they just never did because they didn't want to have to pay for it. So, oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but, no, I don't know. It's I try not to think too much about that stuff, but that's that's that, I guess. Um, I don't know. Did you have any more questions? I don't. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, what have you been up to? I watched all of Twin Peaks, season yeah. one, two, oh. the movie Firewalk With Me, and season three that came out in 2017. Yeah, I was wanting to talk to you about that. I completely forgot about it. Oh, that's exciting. Um, well, Did I, it all in a week. Yeah, okay. And I've only ever seen season one and a half, and half of season two because I believe I was watching it on Netflix at the time. This was years ago uh, when my son was an infant because um, I watched it while trying to put him to bed, basically. Um and yeah, so I guess I never watched it all, but it's a, it's a, it was a fun show. I liked it a lot, but, uh, I mean, as uh, we were kind of talking about it earlier and it's one of those things too, where it's just like, it's still hard for me to pick it up later, like now and finish it. Cause like, it was just kind of, it was just a little too goofy and it's not super high on my list, but like, I did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, what did you think? Um, I yeah so uh, I've heard people talk about Twin Peaks and stuff like that and I've watched videos about it but I've never seen it so I kind of it's been on my list for probably I don't know a month or two and I finally said mm -hmm. well let's let's do it um I had to subscribe to three different things to watch yeah it's it. funny that you can't just watch it all on one thing no I had to I had to subscribe to Paramount Plus to watch it uh huh. And then I had to rent the movie on Apple. Okay. And huh. then I had to uh, I had to subscribe to Showtime. Oh, Showtime played the new one, or the uh, movie, they yeah. they're the ones that made it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so that makes sense actually. I like season one. Mm -hmm. It's probably the most tame season. Really? It got crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah, season two, they solved the mystery halfway through. Okay. 
uh, uh, ABC made hit, uh, David Lynch and Mark Frost solve the mystery, and they never wanted to. Yeah, which uh, I guess for everyone listening, if you haven't seen it, it's a it starts off it's a murder mystery show. It's, it's yeah, an FBI it agent with, being brought in. Yeah. Yep, and the fi- the latter uh, David Lynch left the show. He was still showrunner, but he wasn't directing it or writing it anymore mm-hmm. because he kind of became disenfranchised that ABC made him solve some, a murder that he didn't want to. Yeah, like Which the is murder. Funny. The murder was supposed to be like background. Uh, I was gonna be like, it's like the background. It was like the wallpaper. Just would the be overarching, there. yeah, concept, yeah. And uh, yeah. hold on one sec. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, my my. I started hearing some static. Uh, the uh, so he left. Then Mark Frost left a couple episodes later, and then they came back for the end and wrapped it up. And yeah, it gets very weird when it goes into like my dreams and mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy, surreal stuff. And then I watched all that, and then I watched the movie Fire Walk with Me that came out '93 uh, after the show had been canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Spelling, uh, the guy who made 90210 and everything, uh, he was like the TV drama mogul back then. Mm, okay. Uh, he wanted to keep going. Bob mm. Eager, who was Disney, wanted to keep it going, but the executives did not. Huh. And so it was canceled. Aaron Spelling gave David Lynch a three-movie deal to continue the show. Hmm. The movie came out. It tanked. It was hated. And so they really? backed out of it all. So the show Twin Peaks ended. And then they brought it back 25 years later. Yeah. Uh, was the mo- was the movie a prequel or something? Yes, but it also has scenes that happen after the show ends. Okay. And I can honestly say I hate the movie a lot. Okay. I really hate that movie. Uh, I watched it, and I thought it was just terrible. Huh. And I, uh, the biggest problem is... David Lynch shot a five hour long movie. But yeah. He's actually obligated to make a two hour movie. So he had to cut three hours out of it. Oh my God. A five hour long movie. That's, in, that's nuts. David Lynch. And, yeah. Uh, uh, it's uh, so a lot of stuff is cropped out. A lot of things are taken out. Like pretty much almost the whole cast of the show was in it and he had to cut mm-hmm. out one. Uh, he had to kind of streamline it mm. and it's, to me, it's messy. It's 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 just not very good. And then in 2014, I think it was they released yeah. Twin Peaks: The Missing Cuts or something like that. The missing scenes, which is right, an yep. extra hour and a half of deleted footage edited together into another movie. But it's not. Oh. Really, it's just scenes. One. It's just. A, it'd be like watching deleted scenes of a movie on play all on a Blu-ray. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, and so I watched a bit of that, but not much. Uh-huh. And uh, hmm. after that, I started uh, the Showtime show, and I watched all of that. And that was an hour long each, and it was 18 episodes. So I watched a lot of that. And oh, wow. I fin- yeah, I finished it, though, and that gets really zany and weird. And it's a very <laughs> different kind of show than Twin Peaks because it is 25 years later. Yeah. So it can't just be a direct sequel. Right. So it has its own story that is also stuff from that. I can honestly say it was an enjoyable watch. Mm-hmm. However, I will say I don't like David Lynch and in, in his directing. 
Mm -hmm. But I absolutely love David Lynch as a person. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, I guess. Yeah, I Um, I actually like I don't like I haven't seen a lot of his movies. His movies are really weird, but they're thinkers. mm -hmm. And I like thinkers, but they're just odd. They're they're surreal. Yes. Um, And David Lynch is all about not telling you everything. He wants uh, your imagination to play with it, which I appreciate. However, I'm not a fan of his movies, Mm -hmm. but I really like him as a person. And I love watching Mm -hmm. all these videos of him on YouTube and everything of his personality because he's a goofy guy. Yeah, he's a very goofy guy. And he reminds me of me. Yeah. Now that you say that, that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I have a very similar personality, I feel, to David Lynch. And so I very find a lot of his stuff relatable and the things he says. And he's very funny. And it's just entertaining to watch uh, him more than it is to watch his movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Initially, you and I were probably just going to have to sit down and watch Eraserhead because we brought that up together. Yeah, I've always wanted to see it. I didn't even realize it was his movie the first time I ever, like, looked at it to, to watch it and it just looks like a silly movie and i wanted to watch it i just never have i didn't realize i'm looking at his list of movies i didn't realize that his weather report or tv shit whatever um his weather report he's been doing that since 2005 yeah <laughs> which is just him looking out the window telling you the weather outside of his studio it's ridiculous it's very funny and yeah. uh, there's um i think one of the funniest things is, is one of the shows that he starred in mm-hmm. or voiced it or was in he was in the Cleveland show, uh, the spinoff of Family Guy, for like 20 episodes. Really? He played Gus the bartender in the That's local hilarious. town they would go to. Huh. And yeah, that was him. And one of the funniest things, he's also had cameos and stuff. Like he was in Family Guy. He had a scene in Family Guy where they're watching TV. It was a Christmas episode. And it was, mm-hmm. and now we return to how David Lynch stole Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be and it, it shows a little kid under by the Christmas tree and David Lynch crawls head first out of the chimney <laughs> and he goes, Merry Christmas. Here's your present. And the kid opens it and he's like, it's a separated thumb. <laughs> and the little kid gasps and, uh, and he goes, did you leave me out some coffee and cookies? And the kid goes, no. And he goes in the future, leave me coffee and cookies. Also the past. <laughs> You do a perfect impersonation. <laughs> oh man, that would be hilarious. Uh, it's very I, funny. Part like part of what makes him what is enjoyable about him is his cadence and the way he talks. Oh, and just like yes. off the wall stuff that he says. Oh yeah, like I sent you a clip of him making his favorite dish. Yeah, oh that, that, that made me laugh. Or uh, I saw this. Uh, I saw this clip he did. Oh, he was in Steven Spielberg's newest movie that came out a couple months ago. Uh, huh. it, it was an autobiography inspiration of Steven Spielberg's life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to see that movie, but it looks fine. Uh, uh, well, does he play himself? No, he plays filmmaker oh. John Ford. So hmm. when Spielberg was like in his 50s, he was a guy who was very well known and Steven Spielberg, I've seen Steven Spielberg say this story. Yeah. And it's how the movie ends where a young kid, it, all the names are changed. So it's not Steven Spielberg growing yeah. up, but it's, it's stories of his life compacted. Yeah. The Fablemans, that's what it's called. 
Yeah, and it's this scene, and I'll just say uh, Steven Spielberg because that's who it is. When Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg was a kid, he wanted to make movies, like when he was 20, or mm-hmm. even as a teenager, uh, he was trying to make very movies. Very little, yeah. And he went to uh, a studio or something to talk to some TV execs, and the TV executive said, well, we make shows. You want to make movies. You should talk to John Ford. His office is right next to ours. And John Ford did a whole bunch of Westerns and everything. Very high, well-renowned old filmmaker. Okay. And he wore like a a hat and he had an eye patch and he always smoked a cigar and stuff. And they said, well, you should meet John Ford. I'll see if I can get you with him. And he, Steven Spielberg goes to the next office and they said, we would like this young man to meet John Ford. Hmm. And she said, well, he's at lunch right now, but why don't you just wait here and we'll have you sit with him. Mm-hmm. And John Ford came back, smoking a cigar, walked straight into his office, and his secretary goes, uh, you have five minutes. And then she looks back and goes, maybe just one minute. <laughs> and Steven Spielberg goes into his office, and the guy is like, so you want to be a picture maker, huh? Why? This this is, this business is terrible. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he has all these paintings around his office and he tells steven spielberg look at that picture right there what do you see and steven spielberg walks over to it and he goes uh there's two indians on a horse and he goes no what do you see where's the horizon and he's like at the bottom and he goes good look at that picture what do you see and he walks over and he goes uh two guys laying down shooting guns he goes no where's the horizon and he's like, it's above. It's up, it's at the top. And he goes, exactly. If it's on the bottom, it's interesting. If the horizon's on the top, it's interesting. If it's in the middle, it's boring. Now get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> and the kid just go and Steven Spielberg just goes, thank you, sir. Thank you. That's and and uh, the man just goes, my pleasure, son. <laughs> That and sounds like something that would happen back then. And that's the ending of this movie. And David Lynch is playing him. Yeah. Huh. And he Did you is, watch this uh, clip or something? Or I saw the clip of it. Yeah. Okay. And it's really good. And apparently the movie ends with Steven Spielberg, uh, with the kid, it's Steven Spielberg, yeah. getting hired on to direct a show or something like that, Hogan's Heroes. Oh, cool. And the first thing he's doing is, I want the horizon to be on the bottom. <laughs> and apparently that was probably uh, and Steven Spielberg recounts this story to people. I watched him talk about it to John Favreau. Oh, and okay. he uh he says that I guess that was probably one of the most I mean they put it in the movie and it's everything mm-hmm. so I'm guessing that's probably the biggest advice Steven Spielberg ever got. Yeah. Being inspired, mm-hmm. but it's very funny that it's David Lynch and apparently Spielberg begged Lynch to do it and Lynch said <laughs> no. That's and fine. Yeah. That they had like... to get Laura Dern to convince him to do it. And he had two stipulations. He wanted the costume for a week to wear it out. And mm. mm-hmm. he wanted snacks on set of a specific kind of candies for him. That's funny. I mean, sure. He's yeah. Lynch. He gets what he wants. He really does. <laughs> I found out he, he received an honorary Oscar about two, three years ago. Oh, has he never won an Oscar otherwise? He's been nominated, I believe, twice, but he's never won one. He's won a lot of awards, Grammys and yeah. not Grammys, but Emmys or, and uh, yeah. Saturn Awards and stuff like that. But he's never won an Oscar and they gave him an honorary Oscar 
I think like it was a li- lifetime achievement, probably sort yes. of thing. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he he's one of those people that should definitely get one of those. Like, because I think that's what they usually do lifetime achievements for is like for people who have like always just barely not gotten one, never gotten one, or have really broken ground and like yeah, like endured the craft and changed the way filmmaking is. And yeah, uh, Car- and Lynch is very much like that where. Like he's never made a box office win, but he's yeah, had but like, movies that are very polarizing on ends and things like that. And yeah. he's had ones that are like extremely high received, like uh, mm. Wild at Heart and well, Dune. Uh, Mulholland Drive. Well, Dune, Dune, he won't even talk about Dune. Uh, he had I've his name removed it, off of that. He what? He had his name removed off of it. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't realize he made Dune until we were talking about it the other day. <laughs> yeah, he even went under a surname for the writing credit. Really? He's uh, in Dune, though. Yeah, I thought I just saw that. Yeah, he's a spice runner or something like that. Yeah, and um, But I I like Twin Peaks a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's in it, which is hilarious. He's, he's one of the – he's a character in it. Yeah, he's not in the original – or the first season. Uh, is he? he is in season one. Oh, okay. But he's on a he's over he's a phone call. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like two or three phone calls, and then in season two he appears. Okay. And yeah. then he's 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 practically stars throughout uh, season three. Yeah, <laughs> that was my understanding because I I kept seeing when season three came out I remembered seeing oh, excuse me a bunch of gifts of him basically because he just had a lot of good lines. Yes, he does, and he's got a great character. He's the deputy director of the FBI, and he's mm. deaf. And so he has these hearing aids, so he screams all his lines. Yeah, I remember that now. It's just the clips that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should and, watch that. And uh, but yeah, I I like him as a person a lot. I I really kind of I've watched I've I've watched a lot of interviews with him over the past two weeks because I was watching Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. and I like just hearing him recount stories or just saying nonsense. But I also totally understand his whole thing because he's not religious, but he believes in trans dimension, transcendental meditation. Oh, transcendental medita- meditation. Yes, yeah. he's a mm-hmm. big, he's a big, big uh, proponent of it. And I, hmm. I don't know what that is. And then I looked it up, and it's pretty much oh. just, sitting on the, just sitting down, closing your eyes for twenty minutes a day. Yeah, basically, go over to. Um... Oh man, where is that? Over here in Iowa, there's a place where they do that. It's a cult, but uh, uh never mind. <laughs> it's where the Dexter laundromat machines are made, actually. Fairfield. Oh really? Yeah, there's a big um, transcendental. I can't think what they're called, but yeah, it's a big thing there. There's books on it. <laughs> it's, it's it's very unusual, but it, and it also makes me laugh that David Lynch is a big fan of it, considering that it's all about inner peace and meditation and every word out of his mouth is fuck yeah he doesn't seem like the type of guy who'd be all that into inner peace or like he's just like ah it's made up (laughs) it's very funny because he's very like talks about it a lot especially because he's about dreams and stuff and yeah i mean from that aspect i do think it kind of makes sense you know just how much how surreal he is he probably comes up with a lot of really good ideas when he meditates I think that's it, and he must have just a really good memory because I think a lot of his stuff is yeah. is he's putting his dreams into his work, and that's why they're so odd. Well, I don't know how much of it is just his, you know, remembering his dreams because he just talks weird. Like he just says the weirdest stuff when he's just he like really describing does. things. Or his like, weird Netflix video of him with a monkey. 
what? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I need to pay more attention to things. Uh, oh, God, it's hilarious. And, uh, but yeah, I, I know, um, they had a funny story that Kyle McLaughlin told about how when they were making Dune, mm. the producer couldn't say his name. He kept calling him Kale. Oh, and instead of Kyle? Yes. Wow. And huh. ever since then, for 40 years, David Lynch has called Kyle McLaughlin Kale. That's awesome. Yeah, and he talks about it on this Colbert report because uh, Kyle McLaughlin was on there, I think probably for Twin Peaks, and he was like, Kale, Kale. He calls me Kale because Dilo De Lorenzo could not say Kyle, and it stuck with David. And the funny thing is, if you watch behind the scenes of movies, even like Twin Peaks and stuff, yeah. he will be going, okay, Kale, I need you to stand right here, and I'm going to have Laura right here, too. No, he doesn't say Laura. He says Tidbit because Laura Dern's nickname since she was 16 is Tidbit. That's funny. That's funny that he's like, I mean, he seems like such a down to earth guy. Yes. Like, I feel like he's probably one of those few uh, celebrities that I actually would like to meet and would actually I feel like I would actually have a good time hanging out with him. Yeah, he's he's very nice. Just don't ask him what anything means. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'd ask him what everything means. He will not tell you. Oh, okay. That's yeah. huh. Yeah, yeah. He won't tell you what stuff means. He doesn't like it when people ask him what. Oh, stuff means. like when he says something and you're like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. Oh yeah, no, of course not. I would never. Yeah, ask him that. like I think the funniest thing ever is is um, I did watch an interview with a guy on stage with a crowd, and the guy said, "You use electricity a lot in your stuff, which is two conductors, um, uh." coming uh connecting to each other and i feel like that's the human synapsis in, uh, of the brain where there are two sides come coming together and creating things am i on the right path with thinking that's wh- where what you're meaning by that and david lynch just goes no <laughs> no explanation just no just no that's no awesome. yeah i appreciate that yeah, and I know there's a YouTube video out there that's a five-hour-long video of a guy who explains everything that t- means about Twin Peaks. Uh-huh. It's five hours long, and it's everything answered. And the top comment is, I can only imagine David Lynch watching every single minute of this five-hour video and just going, wrong. <laughs> yeah. We're just going, bullshit. I, I, I'm pretty sure that David Lynn, like, I, I wouldn't doubt it if there's no, like, subtext to anything. It's just, he's just like, I just thought this was a good idea. I know uh, even his co-creator of Twin Peaks, uh, Mark Frost, when he's asked questions, he won't answer stuff. Yeah, I I, I can respect that, honestly. He, yeah, he will neither, ad, uh, he will neither confirm nor deny stuff. He'll just go, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, which is better than, like, uh... I don't know, like anyone who just always explains or over explains things or even was Scott Snyder. I feel like whenever he talks about uh, Army of the Dead, it makes me like that. Word, like, oh, less. Zack Snyder. Yeah, sorry, Zack Snyder. Like yeah. it's just, every time he talks about Army of the Dead, it's like, you know, I like this movie until you started talking about it. <laughs> um, That and, you know, the one person that really stood out for me when I was looking up David Lynch and stuff, because is I mean, he wants to show. Mm-hmm. And not just tell, not just yeah, dump uh, I love that exposition. Yeah. And the opposite of that for me is Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. Over explains everything. Uh-huh. Talks, 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 talks. And uh, Kevin Smith does comic books about the VSQ universe. Like he's got a comic book right now out and Lee is in love mm. with it. And 
I've looked through it and it's just word bubbles of word bubbles of word bubbles of people mm. just standing around. Sometimes the word bubbles are bigger than the drawings. Yeah. And I have a couple clerks comic books like that from 20 years ago. Hmm. And even back then it's like, good Lord, dude, you've got, you've got 10 paragraphs in this word bubble. And all you have is a small talking head in the corner. Yeah. Uh, and that's one thing I do appreciate about David Lynch is that, yeah, it's more I'm going to show you this. Yep. I'm not going to explain it, but I'm going to show it to you and you can figure it out for yourself or you can let your mind wander. Yep. Which, I mean, that leads to just the surrealism of what he produces for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely appreciate that. Like, I, I I don't know. I always appreciate when a movie or a show doesn't, Oh, you know, you don't have to have this definitive ending. I mean, that's part of what makes um, Christopher Nolan movies so good. Yeah. Uh, arguably, I guess um, just like, you know, I mean, if anything to it, it, it creates, um, it gets people arguing about it and then you're going to watch it again and have, a, yes. and it makes it, it, it's fun to talk about things that are ambiguous, I guess, as opposed oh. to just like, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the group I like red letter media, they have sure. three one hour long videos talking about twin peaks. And that's kind oh, of what pushed fun. me to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is one of them is Fire Walk With Me, which is, I think, mm-hmm. 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes long. The other is t- a two-parter, one hour long each of The Revival. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's two guys who, I think they said combined, they've watched the season three times. Mm-hmm. And they finally said, it's time to discuss this. And they go into a lot of discussion topics about stuff. And mm-hmm. there's some things I don't agree with. There's things I sternly disagree with how they've interpreted certain things after re- after watching the show. Mm-hmm. But it is very much discussion topic stuff. And I think one of my favorite clips I've seen of David Lynch is just two guys in their car driving in Hollywood. And they, tur- they turn their heads. And there's David Lynch on the corner of Hollywood <laughs> with a banner that says Laura Dern. And... <laughs> He's in like a he's in a lawn chair and right next to him is a cow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's these two guys going, is that, is that fucking David Lynch? What was he doing? <sighs> he was promoting his movie Inland Empire. Oh, OK. And promoting and they went up to him and said, what are you doing, David? And he goes, I am promoting uh, in, Inland Empire and the greatest performance of Laura Dern. And he's he said in an interview, he's like, I couldn't afford advertisement. So I rented a cow and I made a banner and I just sat on the corner of Hollywood. Oh, man. that's. And awesome. they asked him, he's like, what's with the cow? And he goes, I love cheese. <laughs> and they're like, what does that mean? What does that have to do with the cow? Milk makes cheese. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know why you. I don't know why you have to ask him these questions. It's clear. <laughs> very, very funny stuff. Oh, man. What a guy. Oh, my God. Or the video I sent you of him just like, we're going to make quinoa. And I watched the whole thing, but then the video I sent Dexter was, it's David Lynch in his kitchen. He's going to make his favorite dish. And then it says 10 minutes later. And he's he's going off about frog moth creatures flying yeah. in the air, like just spinning and tumbling all over the place. And then it cuts to eight minutes later, and it's him eating his his uh, his favorite dish. Which is yeah, quinoa. Uh, and what I was... watched the whole thing, and it's insane. It's all about a plane, uh, a train from Yugoslavia to Greece. And once the frog moth creatures are brought up, I'm like, oh, this is a dream he had. 
Okay, he so starts, he's talking about a dream? I think so. But then okay. he starts talking about how a passenger from Yugoslavia has never had a Coca-Cola before because they don't have Coca-Cola <laughs> in Yugoslavia. And David Lynch bought her one, and she took a drink and spat it all up because of the bubbles. <laughs> and yeah, midway I mean, through this yeah. whole thing, he, he hears like a beep, or he goes, what time is it? 7.45. Oh, it's time to get it. But it's done in black and white. It's out of focus. You can't see anything. And 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 they put this haunting, gaudy, like low tone music up in the background. Yeah, it's like a weird silent. It's like a weird like student film. Yeah, uh, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's very unique, man. Like I said, I. I'm not a biggest fan of his films. I've only seen a couple, mm. but I just love him as an individual. Yeah, I do. I, I do feel like we need to watch. Personality outweighs his films. Yeah, I do think we need to watch Eraserhead because like, was that like his first film or something? That's his first film. It took five years to make. Wow. Huh. Yeah, he kept running out of money, and <laughs> he uh, had to build things and do all these things. And the actor uh, Jack Nance had to keep that giant poofy haircut for five years. <laughs> Didn't have to. The man did it out of loyalty, I should say. Yeah. Oh man, I need to. Yeah, I don't even remember what that movie's about. It's been a while since I even looked into it. I don't know if it's about anything. It's about parenthood. Parenthood. Yes. Uh huh. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Other than that, uh, <laughs> yeah, what else have you been up to? <laughs> I was in the hospital. Cause oh, I'm yeah. Back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, You're doing I'm doing okay. It gives That's me good. guff here and there, but I'm okay. I, I messed up my back a while back. We haven't recorded in over a month, but in a month, I'd say. But yeah, yeah. did the holidays with family, did all that mm. kind of stuff. Uh, other than that, not just not a whole lot. Working, working, mm. pacing myself on my book. I put a release date on it, but I'm going to have to probably delay it because I don't want to overwork myself and I haven't done some of the legal stuff just yet. Uh, mm. I still, I mean, my deadline is in like, for me, it's like six weeks, but it's not going to be six weeks. I don't want to push myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's fine. I've mm. I've told some other people, and even when I tell people when it's coming out, they go, "It'll be out when it's out." And I'm like, "It's true, but yeah, it's good to have a deadline though, because it's hard to work, keep working if it's just like, whatever, you know. It's it's yeah. good to have something to push it. I mean, yeah, I mean that was one of the reasons why I just decided like I'm going to be a writer now, and I'm not going to do my other hobbies. It's just like. You know, I have times like, okay, I'll go write. I'm not going to go play video games. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go write. And I mental so, write. I yeah. mental write and sure. stuff like mm-hmm. that. So uh, I, I do the same. But um, because I'm drawing it and everything, mm-hmm. I don't want to end up with creative burnout. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't want to lose my stride, but I kind of haven't worked on a page in about a week or so. But uh, I was doing about every other day or something like that. I was doing a really good thing, but I started to mm-hmm. feel a little winded. And I went, okay, I got to got to take a little break. I can't. I can't burn myself out. I'm going to start making mistakes. So Yeah, that's and that's good. Yeah. Other than that, just not a whole heck of a lot. Um, yeah, it's winter in Iowa. It's winter in Iowa. Granted, it hasn't been a terrible winter. We've been doing pretty good for about three weeks now. Yeah, it's been, well, yeah, it's been very fingers nice. Fingers crossed. Still we, we still got February, the worst month of the year. Yeah, February is the worst because I, like you expect bad. spring to be coming and then you forget that February exists and then it just sucks for another month. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to open our negative temperatures are, are, are behind us. Yeah. Oh, man, we only had like a couple of weeks of that, really. Not even a – I don't even feel like it was a couple of weeks. It was like a straight week and a half of – Yeah. We had a week of negative temps, which was sketchy, and then we had just like 10 degrees with single-digit degrees. And yeah. now we're coasting between late teens in the morning to 40s in the day, so. Yeah, which is nice because like you can pop outside – uh, for like a couple minutes without a coat on, so it's not bad. Yeah, other than that, um, I haven't been doing a whole heck of a lot. Been taking it easy with work because of my back and things. Um, did a lot of watching Twin Peaks and stuff like that, which was, <laughs> yeah. I remember I told a buddy I did it who's a fan of David Lynch and goes, I said I watched all of Twin Peaks in one week, and he mm-hmm. goes, Are you okay? <laughs> That's funny. And I went, I'm. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, that didn't even occur to me that you like consumed all of that in such a short amount of time. Oh man, yeah. Not to mention like thinking about dreams and stuff like that got me to like write down my dreams. Yeah, which I mean, it's good. Uh, you could write, you know, make a comic or something of it later. I don't. Yeah, I mean, some of my dreams are really weird. Like they're not like surreal or fantasy like. They're just off. Yeah. Um, and I write them down. What I do is I wake up in the middle of the night. If it's something that like really impacted me that woke me up, mm-hmm. I'll pull out my phone and I'll type um, I'll type like two or three words to remember it. Yeah. And then I'll look at that later and go, right. Like last night I had this dream that I was at work and I was on the phone with Garrett because Garrett and I talk all day long to each other. Mm-hmm. And I was on the phone with Garrett and I was at a Target and my family showed up mm. and my grandma was there. And okay, the one I know. Yeah. Okay. And she was talking. And the funny thing was Garrett could hear her and he was imitating her. Hmm. And yeah, he was mimicking her. He does that sometimes okay. when he hears a customer in the background. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and uh, and I finally I had to hang up on him. My grandma was talking and instantly I went. God damn it, this is a dream. Grandma's been dead for 15 years. Yeah. And I figured it out that I was in a dream. Yeah. But it was so realistic that it didn't feel like a dream. My yeah. dreams are not fantasy or anything. They are ultra realistic where I can read, I can see everything. Oh, yeah. And to a point where I'm literally cursing that this ha- this is a dream because my grandmother's been dead since tw- 2007. Yeah. And then uh, I woke up and I wrote down Grandma Lives. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I once wrote an entire page of a dream. Uh, like I woke up and I was just like, that was interesting. And I wrote the whole thing. Like I filled up an entire sheet just describing what happened. And I was like, this could make an interesting story. And I completely forgot about it. And I found that notebook when I was cleaning my office last week. And I read through it. I'm like, what is this? It's so <laughs> weird. It doesn't make any sense. And then I finally remembered what it was. And I actually kind of remember the concepts from it and stuff. I was like, yeah, I mean, I could kind of make that into a story. I don't think it's as good of an idea as I remember thinking it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like it, uh, it had something to do with like I was a member of a gang, but it kind of had a uh, tone like similar things to like um, – Oh, man, what is that? Hunt, uh, Hunger Games. But like instead of being nominated to go to the Hunger Games, like one person from each district goes to like college, basically. Um, and so then like my my person in the in the dream, like I was that person. 
And uh, everyone in the gang that I was in was just like, hey, remember where you come from. When you get your business degree, you come back here and you help us all out. Uh, and like they meant to like <laughs> sell drugs and stuff. But I but and so then I was having this mental struggle. It's just like, well, I don't want to like sell, you know, teach them how to sell drugs better. Like I want to go and, you know, do a business and be better and be a better person. Uh, and then all of a sudden I walked through this like building that was like, uh, you know, um, I, uh, just some government building. I, I don't know if I walked through it or around it, but I ended up on the other side of it and there's a, like a bog at the bottom of this hill and there was a cemetery like in the bog. And so like, there are just these tombstones that are kind of like sticking up out of the water. And so I got on a sled and I sledded down the hill and I stopped right at the edge of the water and just under the water, I could see like this gold figurine, like statue of um, like an old, I don't even know. I can't remember like a warrior of some, like a native American warrior of some sort. And I talked to it and telling it like, Hey, I'm going to do right by you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like my, uh, sled shot out from under me and I had to get up and like walk through the bog to go get it. And that was the end of the dream. It's just like, what? <laughs> like, and I remember just being like, this is a really great story. I'm going to make a book out of this. And I don't think I will, but it was weird. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the first time I've ever told anyone about that. Uh, <laughs> I don't have crazy dreams like that. Ever since I got, I went uh, and got my CPAP machine. Like I just don't have crazy dreams anymore. But because I'm actually breathing when I sleep now. Because <laughs> uh, I used to have a ton of like night terror type dreams. It was just really intense dreams. But ever since <gasps> I, yeah, <gasps> cobras. Yeah, <laughs> cobras. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the only other person who says that. <laughs> Whenever anyone says night terrors, I say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh for everyone who doesn't know, that's Homer Simpson. Uh wasn't he like visiting Bart at school too? They were tethered together. Oh yeah. Uh they were like uh on house arrest together essentially. They were being punished. Mm-hmm. They had to be next to each other. Uh and so Bart was in class at the desk and Homer felt Homer was bitching and they told just him to fall asleep. asleep. They told him to go to sleep. And so yep. he just, he just laid down on the floor and he, he started going, disrupting ah, class night terrors, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what Bart said. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was funny. Okay. Anyway, enough about our dreams. We're uh, at an hour. Um, so is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Hello? I don't think so. Other than like it shot in my head, I was telling Garrett about this. The idea of dreams is so unusual, but it's also kind of surreal when you think about Doctor Strange too and how dreams are you. Uh, oh, you're living out piggybacking your over uh, piggybacking on one of your alternate universe selves. Oh, fudge, I hope not, man. I feel so bad for myself. Oh, Garrett said the same thing, and so did I. It's like, man, those people are like, in a world of hurt. Yeah, like just imagine you're, uh, you know, you have this strange, crazy dream about a Native American and everything, and then a version of you is sitting at a desk doing coding. Yeah. Oh man, they're dreaming of me. It's like what a boring person. (laughs) (laughs) But like, like I've had more bad dreams than I've had good dreams. I feel like, like I I don't know. I like I can't remember a single like dream where I've necessarily woken up just like happy. Uh, ah, oh, man, what a thing to think about. 
it's funny too because i used to listen to a podcast and one of the guys would always talk about his dreams and the other one would always just dismiss it and uh they even talked about once because the one who didn't like him talking about dreams he's just like it's boring it it means nothing to anybody but you uh and he even said like in another episode of course they do they're personal but that doesn't matter it makes them interesting i know i and i completely agree like i I think they're interesting. i like to listen to other people's dreams um but i guess he even edited like a lot of the other guys dreams out because he just thought they were boring it's like oh man like you're telling me there could be a whole podcast basically of this one guy and his dreams (laughs) like that would be kind of an interesting podcast but no that's very interesting no, I agree. Um, I love hearing about people's people's dreams. So uh, eventually, you uh, we're gonna have to tell the audience about my other dreams that I won't talk about in my oh, home. Oh man, yeah, that those are weird dreams. <laughs> yeah, eventually we're gonna have to talk we about can. the other dreams. That's what you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, you know, when you're over here, sure. Yeah, <laughs> or we'll we'll go out into like an open field. I'm not giving them <laughs> attention. Sure. Um. Well, at that, uh, for everyone, yeah, still listening, head over to our website, recordinglivepodcast.com, or is it reclivepodcast.com? Yeah, it's one of those. And uh, buy some merch, we have some nice mugs, um, or a notebook for re- recording your dreams in. Um, but yeah, so head over there, uh, uh, tell people about us, and talk to us on on Inst- not on Instagram. I'm never, I'm not on Instagram anymore. Uh, Twitter or Facebook? Yeah, do it. Um. Oh, I got really close to the mic. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we need to talk about the thing um, for the next episode. So um, I don't know when that's coming out before or after this one. So either way, everybody look forward to that. And thanks Enjoy. for listening. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for listening, everyone.